Welcome to another episode of HBCU Voice. I'm not John Alexander. I'm Ron Brown. John is out today, but he might call in later. But I also have Trent Little and Aaron Saunders holding it down as well. How y'all fellas doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. What up, man? Holding it down for the crew. Holding it down for John. Like I said, he he'll man, probably think, call nah, in. Later. I think he's out because that Panthers lost, man. That's what he's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, probably hurt me. He probably hurt. Me. <laughs> hey, hey, John, don't talk about the Redskins secondary ever again after you just gave up 500 passing yards. You are not allowed <laughs> to ever text me about the Redskins secondary. Bye. Yeah, and Trent and I we're definitely very happy at the way our offense was formed today. But you know, we're here to talk about HBCU football. We say NFL for later. And uh, we're getting into conference play in all four HBCU conferences that uh, everybody follows. I hate to leave out the other uh, teams and the other conferences, but we're talking SWAG, MEAC, SIAC, and CIAA. We're going to kick it off talking about MEAC. Uh, I'll let Aaron go ahead and start it off as uh, some uh, surprises with teams on the bottom of the ranking so far, and then not too many surprises at the top with your North Carolina Centrals and North Carolina a and both sitting at uh, 2-0. Or no, A&T is 1-0. North Carolina Central Morgan State are at 2-0. What do you think about how the MEAC is shaping up so far? Uh, Not not extremely surprised. Um, A&T, great team. North Carolina Central, good team. Again, uh, defending co-champs, both of those teams. Shocking to see Bethune-Cookman start off, uh, I believe, 0-2 in conference and one and three on the season, uh, might even be on four, one and three, I believe, or oh, and four, uh, to start off the season. That's a little bit of a shock. Don't know what has gone, uh, gone wrong down there. Also, a little shock to see Norfolk, uh, Norfolk State at oh and two, uh, with their quarterback that uh, came from Florida Atlantic. So, uh, a little shocking, like you said, on the bottom end of the MEAC, uh, conference standing spectrum, but again, at the top. North Carolina Central, A&T, right there. It'll be, sub- it'll be interesting to see what type of moves South Carolina State and Morgan State make. Uh, Morgan, a few years ago, was one of those teams that uh, was a part of that five-way tie or six-way tie for a, a MEAC championship. So watch out for Morgan State, I guess. They always come up when you least expect them to. Yeah, you were mentioning uh, Bethune. They, they're 0-4 on the year. And uh, they've had some close games, of course. The Savannah State loss, which was surprising. Uh, but that was in overtime, and they lost to Tennessee State by seven. That first game of the year was canceled against Alcorn. So, you know, they could be – you know how football is a game of one play or key key plays, and they could easily be two and two or, you know, even three and one. So, well, what do you feel, Trent? Yeah. I think, um, like, basically the, the top of the conference, of course, you talk about your North Carolina Centrals and your North Carolina A&T. I think those two are um, are basically, of course, they're leading the pack right now with being undefeated. And also just the only game, my only uh, MEAC game I actually got to watch um, this week was the um, A&T game that was on Thursday against Hampton. And just to see Tariq Coleman, he's continuing. Tariq Cohen, he's, he's continuing to dominate and and do what he uh, he showed in the Celebration Bowl. I mean, he had almost what three hundred yards rushing and three touchdowns. And- it, it it was two hundred and fifty six. It's interesting you bring up that game because in the first half, Hampton actually did a really good job of corralling them. 
but in true great player fashion, you got to stop him for four quarters. And I think he ended up having 206 yards in the second half. Yeah, he had one. Yeah, he had one ninety yarder that he broke on. Like he made. I want. It looks like the whole defense actually missed the tackle on that play. <laughs> but I mean, he's continuing to dominate, and of course, he's leading that uh, North Carolina A and T squad. And for the uh, North Carolina Central, we were talking about this earlier offline how they hadn't beat Bethune Cookman since the nineteen nineties, and to see Malcolm Bell just continue like he was. It, their defense was at his mercy on uh, on yesterday. So right now, I, I look. I'm looking at North Carolina A&T and North Carolina uh, Central. It looks like they're on a crash course to uh, the Aggie Eagle Classic. What's What's extremely interesting so far about the conference is looks like offense is is king, as you said, Tariq Cohen, Malcolm Bell uh, for North Carolina Central, and also the I guess the new three headed rushing attack for North Carolina Central and Darrell McLean, Ramon Simpson, and uh, Torrey Cotton. Uh, each of them had big games this weekend against Bethune-Cookman. Uh, again, it looks like this is going to be an offensive, uh, offensively or offense-led league this season. Te- like you said, Trent, teams are – or everything's looking like it's coming to that Aggie Eagle Classic. No doubt about that at all. A look, I guess – very interesting, and I want to hear Rome's point on it. North Carolina Central, first time beating Bethune since 1994. What type of monkey off of their back is that? Especially after they lost last year by a, field, a block field goal. Yeah, that's that's big because if we're looking at projecting different schedules with on the road to Celebration Bowl or at least the Aggie Eagle Classic, which has you know, been the – the MEAG winner the past few couple of years, whether it be the tie or whatever, but that's been North Carolina Central. That's been the team they couldn't beat. And last year, of course, it came down to the last play and to beat them and put them at on four. I think that was a big hurdle in their schedule, but of course you got to play the rest of it out. But Bethune was the team that, that I always thought that could be the one that gives them that loss in conference, but take that, you get that W, you keep it rolling. Got to take care of business here on out and probably hope for A&T to take a L. As well. How, how I, far? Do, how far do you think Hampton? I'm sorry, Trent. Go ahead, because I don't want to change the topic. It sounds like you were. <laughs> I was just going to say I hope that. Um, I mean, of course, like you were just saying with the loss to Bethune Cookman last year, you know, Coach Mack and all those uh, Eagles players, they had that game marked on their schedule. So I hope that wasn't the season for these guys. Though it's like it's a long season. And of course, you got that monkey off your back, but the, it's it's a long season and it's a lot of games left. So I just hope they bring that same mentality to like throughout the season. Now, A and T obviously is the big dog in the MEAC. They bring a lot of offensive firepower. You know, we talk about Cohen all the time. People forget about Denzel Keys, probably the best wide receiver prospect in the MEAC, and then. The All-American and Chris Garden and return return man, and he's also their slot uh, slot receiver. Do you all give credit to Hampton for basically staying close the entire first half and pretty much shutting that offense down? I believe it was ten to three at halftime. Uh, do do you all give them credit and just <laughs> yeah. how far away they are? How how far away are they? I believe this is Coach uh, Connell Maynard's third year. At Hampton, how far away are they from 
seriously competing for a MEAC championship. Right there. And you you mentioned the key part, Coach Maynard. And I think this is third year. This is in his third year. And we got a good coach. Everybody saw what he did at, at Winston-Salem. And, you know, a good player in his career. So that man, we got that man on the sideline. You can't count that team out. So Hampton will definitely be – be a team to keep watching as they go along. And as he recruits well, probably get some FBS transfers. You know, that can change the tide in the MEAC and in the SWAC as well very quickly. I agree. So uh, we're going to move on. One quick note, I got we got to give a shout-out to Tennessee State because they're 4-0. And Ohio Valley Conference. Ohio baby. Valley Conference. Ohio Valley Conference. <laughs> and they beat, a, they beat a UT Martin in their first conference game. So, you know, they're 4-0. Got to get him a shout out. I know people sometimes forget that. Uh, well, I don't, I don't think HBCU fans know that Tennessee State is HBCU, but still they get oh, overlooked yeah. sometimes, people, even people in our forget. discussion. Yeah. yeah, people forget. But you know what? They're the, they could be the prime example of what we're talking about when we say celebration bowl versus going to the playoffs. Ohio Valley Conference is a respected football conference. If they somehow go undefeated in that conference, Rome, I guarantee you, they will be ranked in the top 10 in the FCS polls, without a doubt, HBCU or not. We're going to keep an eye on that, dude. That's, you always bring the, uh, bring the facts and the predictions, so we're going to keep an eye on Tennessee State and if they ascend uh, the top 25, top 10. So let, let's move on to the SWAC, our other Division One HBCU conference. Right now, on top, of course, you know, it's only – Couple games in to the conference schedule so far, but we're looking at Jackson State sitting at two and one in the East, Grambling and Southern. Let's see, is this right? Yeah, Grambling, Southern, Prairie View, and Texas Southern, uh, with two or more wins. So Grambling State is three and zero, Southern two and zero, Prairie View three and one, Texas Southern three and one. Should break down on the swag so far, Aaron. Uh, very very interesting. Top dog, Old Faithful. Grambling State, uh, I guess going to Arizona and almost pulling it out shows us that they don't look like they can be beat. I might call them the North Dakota State of the SWAC right now <laughs> uh, for, for going and playing the FBS team and almost coming away with the dub. And right now they look extremely, extremely strong in the SWAC and looks like the only teams that could get in that way is Southern at the end of the season in the Bayou Classic, uh, maybe a Jackson State, and if we're lucky, a Alcorn. But of course, Alcorn lost their their head coach this past season, uh, who took over at Southern Miss. So, again, as it stands, Grambling is top dog once again in, in the uh, SWAC, and I believe they played they played in the SWAC championship last year against Alcorn. Or no, actually, I take that back. It was Southern. Uh, no, they, they played. They played against yeah. Alcorn. They they played against Alcorn. Yeah. Hey, again, two great teams, but Grambling looks like the team to beat, uh, without a doubt, in the swag. No questions asked. So yeah, that's your, I was uh, on the. Oh, my fault. Oh no, I was just saying. So that's your celebration bowl team. Well, I know they. I guess we got to say who wins the swag championship first. Yeah, but. yeah. Who wins the swag? But I'll put it like this: It looked like a two horse race in that West, and that's. Grambling Southern, like that's what it, it looked like a two horse race. Everybody knows they're on the same side. You can call them the Michigan, the Michigan Ohio State of the SWAC, 
one of the two always wins and goes to the championship. And right now, collision course, just like we said for North Carolina Central and North Carolina A&T, Grambling State, Southern, Bucket, t- winner takes that ticket to the SWAC championship. And in my opinion, winner takes that ticket all the way to the Celebration Bowl. Yeah, and I was on the uh, Devontae Kincaid uh, bandwagon last year, which is why I predicted them to <laughs> beat Alcorn State. So it's good to see that my prediction is – it's a little late, but <laughs> – It is late, Trent. Hey, on, mind you, myself and Rome chose Alcorn State. We chose Alcorn State, but go ahead. Yeah, I don't I remember. Digress. I don't recall that. That's that's, that's uh, pretty long ago. But, yeah, I, like, check the tape. I'm agreeing with Aaron. I think that Gremlin will can um control this uh control this conference and as a fan, of course, as a with the HBCU, I wanted to see Gremlin in the Celebration Bowl. Also, I just I didn't I, I thought that yeah they had a great team, but it also would have had a it just would have been great to see them in a, a Celebration Bowl. And I think we will get the a chance to see that this year. So why I mean I, that's a, I didn't really never heard you brought that bring that point up, but why? Why them in particular? Was it their offense, Grambling yeah, brand? Yeah. Or just it's the or the brand is why I want to actually see them in a celebration bowl. I think a brand like that expo is it's actual it's it's beneficial for the HBCU community to see a, a brand, a tradition as as such as, as Gremlins to to actually be in a uh, put them in the spotlight for the HBCU community. Let, yeah, well, let's not call, necessarily let's call, let's, call, let's call the spade a spade, Rome. Keep it a buck. <laughs> Everybody know. In the HBCU world, and if and if the Celebration Bowl can have have its cake and eat it too, Grambling versus North Carolina A&T is the every matchup year. that everybody <laughs> wants every year because it's the biggest and the and the most known HBCUs together. Although, again, I will go back to what Rome said last year: we were surprised by the amount of alums that came in droves. From Alcorn to the the Celebration Bowl in Atlanta, they traveled well. They made me bow down and respect the SWAC for their travel game because they filled they filled the Georgia Dome. So I'm gonna sit here and say that you know what? Maybe people need to worry about the MIAC and who travels from that side because it seems like the SWAC is gonna come. Well represented. Well, yeah, I give I give all corn fans that because you gotta also think coming from you just traveled a month ago. Well, not even a month ago, earlier in the month. It was at, two, three weeks. Three yeah, weeks, with yep. the SWAC championship, so that's that's commendable. But back to Trent saying he wanted uh, Grambling to be in it, and I'm not saying I disagree with your point, but I, don't you think Grambling is already a well known institution with being on NBC for all the years, and and even you know I've spoken to non. HBCU grads or even white, you know, white fans of football, and you know they know Grambling oh, Southern because yeah. the game is on. Well, it used to be on NBC. Now it's on NBC Sports Network, but yeah. being on NBC every year, definitely. But Talk that's only benefiting off. the community, like HBCU community as a whole. Yeah, I think, yeah, I got you. I think the Celebration Bowl was actually trying to mimic the CIAA in the standpoint of how popular and how big of a, um, I guess, a big of a social event that the CIAA has became. So with that, you want your, you know what I'm saying, your biggest, your prestigious schools, that's going to give you that type of environment. You guys actually went to Georgia to the celebration, uh, went to Atlanta for the celebration bowl. I don't know. It it wasn't enough parties uh, 
associated to the celebration. <laughs> that's the, that's the first be, year, also to be the CIAA. You're right. Oh, I agree, right. but that's the first I, year, look, also. Whoever running it, celebration bowl. I'm just saying, have a party, invite the whole HBCU cast. We we'll come down and we we'll have a good time. <laughs> Myself and Rome, well, I know 100%. I'll be there again this year. Uh, so. Hopefully we can get the whole cast down there, man. Hey, yeah, boy, I'll be there hey, this year. I'll hey, be there this year. All right, y'all give me enough time. I'll be there. This year. <laughs> hey, just 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 a, just a little suggestion, in celebration bowl, man. Look, get us an HBCU game day together. Let us have host a party. Let HBCU voice HBCU game day host a party. I'm just saying. The live podcast. Live hey, podcast, yeah. before the, the night before or something. <laughs> let's work. Let's work down there. Like you want to party? Let's work down there. I'll yeah, let's work. Man. Hey, 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 hold, no, nah, man. Hey, look, it's like NADJ, baby. We working there. We partying. Well, we can party after the game, hey, then. You know. Yeah. Hey, we, I don't see why not. Why can't it be a HBCU voice HBCU game day party after the game? <laughs> we'll see. We'll I'm see. Just saying. Hey, everyone. This is Aaron Saunders from HBCU Voice. Remember to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud, and to rate us five stars on iTunes. The News and Observer has a new website specifically tailored for you. It's called College Town, and it's news by the students for the students at Duke UNC NC State in North Carolina Central. They give readers the news that's most interesting and useful to them, tailored to their school. Student freelancers from each university write stories, shoot photos and video, and run social media accounts for College Town. That way, readers know they're truly getting an inside look at their college. So if you're interested to get involved, contact Presley. I would say her last name, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Her email address is pbaird at newsobserver.com. You might want to write a story, you might want to take some photos or do a video about it. Talk to them. They're all ears. Hey, let's keep it rolling. Let's look at the D2 conferences before we uh, talk about the other uh, big news in the, in the HBC world. But Let's look at the CIAA first. Uh, right now, as the standings, you got Shawan at the top. Shawan, Bowie State, Virginia Union, and Winston-Salem all sit at 2-0. and And, uh, hey, we know we know what we saw last year in the CIAA championship, Winston-Salem State and Bowie State. So, as we, as we see it right now, they could uh, be back, but also Shawan and, uh, and VUU are making some noise. I'll go ahead and let Aaron. Aaron's our D two expert, so I'll let him talk about CIAA. Uh, this 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 gets me excited every every time I'm a CIAA head. Uh many of you don't know my mother went to St. Aug. Uh so I'm a fan. I got a whole bunch of family members that went to St. Aug and D two schools as well. Uh I I've run down scores. Elizabeth City State beat Shaw 28-21, Virginia Union beat St. Aug 50 to 21. Uh, Lincoln took one on the chin to Winston-Salem State, 51 to 10. Uh, Bowie State uh, drug Fayetteville State, 37 to 3. And Virginia State beat Livingstone, 47 nothing. Chawan beat Johnson C. Smith, 47-14. Uh, Rome sort of alluded to it in the CIAA. 
all roads come through Winston-Salem State still uh, riding the remnants of the great Connell Mainers reign at Winston. They, they still riding it. It, 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 looks, it looks great. Also, uh, feels great when you come down from D1 with limited uh, funds and you come to D2 and now you up. You, your funds compared to everybody else is, is a little different. So uh, Winston-Salem State riding that. They look like the team to beat. And they, it looks to me like they'll be facing Bowie State again in the CIAA championship. But don't count out Virginia Union. They always come ready to surprise people when they always get that good Virginia talent, man. That tie water, that Richmond area is rich in football. And do not underestimate them. Virginia Union, Bowie State versus a Winston-Salem. That's what it is uh, in the CIAA and so also, you got to remember, uh, you, you mentioned VUU. Uh, they have a uh, transfer, I want to say, Central Florida. William Stanback trying to pull up. I, I want to say he went to uh, UCF. Yeah, UCF. Oh, he was all-conference one year. And so, well, you bring a guy from, you know, the AAC, the old – what's that, the old Big East, right? Yeah, AAC is the you old know, Big East. The old Big East and, of course, FBS talent. And he's had a pretty good good uh, season for them so far. So, uh, well, while we shouting out people, let me give a shout out to Bowie or fr- uh, freshman at Lincoln Lincoln University, Jason Epps uh, from Bowie High School uh, in my area, Prince George's County. Uh, freshman starting at Lincoln. Watch out for him. And th- hey, two or three years, this guy gonna be doing it. He gonna be leading the CIAA in passing. I told you, me ask schools, you should have got on him. I say his name again, Jason Epps. Watch out for them. All right, so you got your shout-outs in, even though this is not your local hip-hop radio station. But <laughs> Hey, I, I always <laughs> got to give love to any HBCU student-athlete, baby. Always. There you go. Hey, you do show the love. So as our resident D2 expert, break down the uh, SIAC. I know Tuskegee beat FAMU a couple weeks ago. The, then that's, that's, all, that's about that's all I know all, right now. That, <laughs> you know what, Rome? We're not going to jump on you. You want to know why? Because that's all you need to know in the SIAC. That means hey, people at Albany State, Clark, Atlanta, don't don't yell at me. Don't yell at me. I'm just saying it's a Tuskegee world, and y'all just live in it, okay? It's Tuskegee all day in that conference, and there's nothing else to talk about. Uh, Tuskegee came away with the 21-16 victory over UNC Pembroke this uh, this weekend. Good, hey, good dub, and I look forward to them doing it again, man. Uh, Clark Atlanta beat Morehouse 37-36 to this week as well. Albany State takes down Miles College 35-33. But, again, it's Tuskegee or bust in the SIAC. All right, so y'all know y'all can direct all the tweets. What's your uh, Twitter profile again, Coach AC? Spell Coach. it so people, so people can send all the tweets. You know, we get, we get the tweets. Oh, hey, if we get the tweets, I know y'all going to come at me all types of way. You know what? I talk to trash. I'm here to answer all of those. I'll give you guys my Twitter. It's Coach AC. And let me just double check the spelling just so I make sure y'all get to me <laughs> the correct way. Because I, I, I will not lie to you all. I will sit up and go back and forth all day, every day, 
with y'all about HBCU sports because half of you really don't know more than me. You think you do, but you don't. Uh, I even had an argument with my Uncle Buster on Facebook. I don't know if you guys caught that about Delaware State catching that 79 nothing butt whooping in Missouri, and now he doesn't want to play money games. But you wanted to play money games back in the day talking about that back in the day stuff. But this ain't back in the day like Method Man said. All it is is right now, and we here. But anyway, Coach AC is uh, Coach A-Y-Y-C-E-E. That's at Coach A-Y-Y-C-E-E. Coach is spelled how it's normally spelled. Well, there you have it. All right, so that'll wrap it up for this episode of HBC Voice. I'm Ron Brown. I'll let Aaron and Trent go ahead and sign off and give their social media and their last words. Go ahead, fellas. Trent, I do most of the talking, so you go ahead before me. <laughs> oh, th- uh, thank you. But um, we're hum- my we're Twitter, exactly. Yeah, very, very humbled. We're humbled. You can uh, catch me on Twitter at underscore t e e little s t w e little, and also, well, you wouldn't be following me on Instagram anyway. But yeah, just <laughs> just catch me on Twitter for the uh, conversation on football and anything else HBCU. Also, a lot of CIAA right now. I'm um, the only. Uh, well, John is also from Charlotte, but I'm actually currently living in Charlotte, so a, a lot of CIAA talk on my uh, timeline. Uh, I'm Aaron Saunders. Shout out to uh, my middle school baseball team that I coach, the Golson. Knights, a.k.a. G. James Golson Knights. We got our first win of the season last week. So very proud of my kids. They do a great job. For those of you who want to argue and debate with me about HBCU sports or any sports in general, that would be football, basketball, baseball. I'm not counting cheering or band as a sport. You can hit me up on Twitter at Coach AC. That's Coach A-Y-Y-C-E-E. And, yes, I know I will get hate for saying that band and or cheerleading is not a sport, but I don't care. This guy right here, that guy. I'm Ron Brown. Follow me on Twitter, at Ron Brown. My website is ronbrown.com. And it's been a pleasure for John. Let's hold it down in this episode. We'll be back soon with more HBCU talk. It's for the HBCU Voice podcast for John. Holding it down for him. We're out. Peace. Peace.